0: you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Right? Like our human mind will always go to that like worst case scenario. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I got up this morning, 3.50 a.m., grabbed my glass of water put my headphones on went downstairs like I do every day and uh, I noticed my my son so he sleeps uh, his room is downstairs and he always has his door shut but I noticed his door was open and so I didn't really think anything about it I thought oh he must have just been really tired last night so he left his door open no big deal so sat down had the headphones on took out my gratitude journal Wrote down my gratitude, things I'm thankful for. Wrote down my goals for the day, the week, the month. Went through and examined all my different investment accounts and crypto accounts and bank accounts. Did my full audit there. Read my scroll, right? The scroll mark two from the greatest salesman in the world. And then I went through and made a post on my Instagram story. And then I made a post on my Instagram page. And then I made a post on my Facebook page, and then I'm going to post over on TikTok, and then went through, double-checked my emails, make sure they were all responded to, sent out five encouraging messages to people in my network, uh, people that I love, so sent out five encouraging messages, had to reschedule an interview uh, that I had today, went through my calendar, made sure everything that's on my calendar for the day Gives me positive energy. Anytime there's anything on my calendar that I'm like, Ugh, then we gotta figure out how to get rid of that, right? So went through, took care of that, and then uh, got up so that I can go start my my workout. So it had been about it's about an hour to do all the things, maybe an hour and twenty minutes, something like that. And so I went out and I noticed that door was open again, like that it was still open on my on my son's room, and I was like, dang. He never has that door open. I got to go check. So I go over and I I go into his room and he's not in there, dude. This is my 10-year-old son, right? And so he's not in the room. And I'm like, okay, all right. My brain starts going through it all, right? Okay, was the alarm set on the house? He wouldn't sneak out, would he? No, he's only 10 years old. He ain't going to sneak out of the house. Maybe, a all right, let's go look upstairs. Maybe he just woke up in the middle of the night. Maybe maybe he was in our bed and I didn't realize it, right? Because I got a lot of kids, people. And so you never know how many kids are gonna be in our bed. It can be any number from one to seven at any given time. So I'm like, maybe he was in the bed. So I came up, turned on the light, my wife's in, in, in bed with Caroline, our, our one and a half, one and a half year old. And uh, I pull out my phone, I open up my flashlight, and I look in the bed. And he ain't there. So I'm like, dang, where is my son? And so my heart rate's starting to go up, and I'm starting to think, like, you know, what if somebody came and got him or nabbed him or something? Like, uh, I, you know, all the the scariest thoughts, right? I'm even like, did we forget? Did we forget him? <laughs> right? All of the scary thoughts running through my head, and I'm like, dang. So then I go out into the living room, and I'm like, Maybe, maybe he fell asleep on the couch. Maybe he woke up in the middle of the night doing some sleepwalking or something. I don't know. I go room by room. I look in Meredith's room, no Joel. I look in Fisher's room, no Joel. I look in Willow's room, no Joel. I go upstairs. I look in my daughter's uh, Savannah's room. There's Oakland, there's Savannah, but there's no Joel. And so I'm coming downstairs and I'm like ready to go in and wake my wife up and be like, honey, our son is missing. The boy is gone. And right as I go to walk in to wake up my wife, I remember that he stayed the night at his grandma's house last night. (laughs) 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 O-M-G. Best story ever. Oh my gosh, I'm like, oh yeah, he stayed the night at grandma's. Last night was Taco Tuesday, right? But my head went through so many scenarios, like, all the worst possible things that you could possibly think of instead of just rationally being like, okay, think think this through, you know? And that's just what our, that's just what our head does. So I love that you shared that Ramon and that door. Maria talked about that. A lot of times it's not the worst thing. Our, Our fears, right? Our
1: fear. Oh, we're losing you. Is. Okay, good. It's not me. Why are you it? <laughs> yeah. I was
0: cut now? That's no Now kid. you're good. Okay. Can you guys hear me okay now?
1: Who did that to Glenn?
0: Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lack I'm of power I'm is always our delivery.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, you know, um it's funny how our fears would trickle in like that. And It's interesting right now. My daughter is 12 years old. Um, One of my daughters is 12 years old. And one of the things that we do in this house, um, we don't pay our kids to do like chores, right? Chores is just part of what you do in this house. We're a big family, everybody's got to chip in, everybody's got to help. Uh, That's just like part of what we do. But we do, uh, I pay my kids $50 to read books that I choose, non-f- non-fiction books that I choose, right? And so right now, uh, my daughter, my 12-year-old, she's reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the book that she's reading right now. And so what I try to do when they're reading the books that I choose for them is I like to recap them myself as well so that I don't Sound like an idiot when they come ask me questions or whatever. I want to make sure that I'm in line. The teacher is in line with the student. And in that book, if you've never read it, give it a give it a read. It's an incredible book. But in that book, it says that basically we are driven when it comes to money, right? Like when it comes to our money, we are driven by two emotions. And it's fear and desire. Right. Fear that we're going to lose our last dollar, that we're going to go broke, that we're going to screw up, that we're going to fail, that uh, it's all going to get taken away one day, or desire, desire for the fancy car, the fancy house, the thing that everybody else has that we don't particularly have, so on and so forth, right? And so it talks about in the book, like if we can recognize and understand that those fears and desires are what's ultimately driving us, that awareness alone can create a space where we can then control and not act on, right? Like we can't remove the fear. We can't remove the desire. But we can choose to not act on the fear and choose to not act on the desire. And so it's really interesting how, how, you know, God works. As I'm reading this book, I noticed something that I was doing. So we have a huge uh, commercial refrigerator, right? We have a ton of kids. So we had to get, you know, one refrigerator just simply didn't cut it. So we had to go on. I had to go online. I had to search commercial refrigerators. I had found this big, massive stainless steel You know, it's basically two full, two of the biggest refrigerators you can think of put together, right? And so we had to do a little remodel in the kitchen so that we could fit it in there, so on and so forth. And we've got this refrigerator in there. And it's interesting because it's got an ice maker on the one door. And obviously, we go through a lot of ice here in this house as well, right? When you have as many kids as I do, you go through a lot of everything, Okay. We go through a lot of diapers. We go through a lot of toilet plunging. We go through a lot of ice. We go through a lot of milk. We go through a lot of cereal. We go through a lot of fruit. We go through a lot of everything, right? Everything is a lot. And so this ice maker, every time I would go, cause I I, I get a big glass of water with a big, big cup of ice water every morning. And when I would go to get some ice, there'd be like, There would be enough, there was enough ice, but it wasn't like the bucket was filled with ice. You know what I'm saying? Like there was enough ice, but not filled with ice. And so I kept thinking, golly, we're gonna run out of ice. Like there's a little ice boost button in the refrigerator and so I pushed the ice boost button. Every morning I just created this habit, right? Go in, grab my cup, open it up. Oh my gosh, there's enough ice, but it's not a lot of ice. So then I'd push the little ice boost button. I grab me a cup of ice, go downstairs, drink my water. Right? And so it hit me when I did that action yesterday or the day before I don't remember, but it hit me. It's like, bro, there is always enough ice in this thing. Like it's never gone empty. It's never ran out. Never a single time, no matter how much ice we've pulled out of it, no matter how much ice we've used, It's never gone empty. There's always been enough. And yet I was acting in fear that it was going to run out and with the desire for it to be full. So then this is what I do. And y'all can call me crazy if you want, because a lot of people do. But then I started looking at other aspects of my life and I'm like, where else? in my life, am I doing this? And it took me back, all the way back. I went all the way back. Ramon, I I know you're here, so I'm I'm gonna talk to you. I went all the way back to when I was homeless. And when I was homeless, I didn't have a house, I didn't have credit, I didn't have money, I didn't have friends, I didn't have relationships, but yet somehow, every single day that I would walk those beaches in San Diego, I would find enough money to get a sausage McMuffin with egg and enough money to get on the bus every single night to be safe on the bus so I didn't have to sleep outside, right? Mm. Like even when I thought I had lost everything, I still was provided enough. It was enough, I desired more, but it was enough, I was fed, I was safe, right? And so I share that with everybody in the room because I think that sometimes we lose sight of what's really happening in our existence, sometimes we lose sight of what God's doing in our lives. Sometimes we can convince ourselves, or I'm sorry, sometimes we can allow the enemy to convince us that we are not enough, that we don't have what it takes, that we can't step into our greatness, that our voice, can't make an impact, right? We can can convince ourselves that we are not enough. And I'm just here to tell you, sister, brother, like you are more than enough. You are exceedingly, abundantly, brilliantly, and beautifully more than enough. I don't know who the enemy's been lying to. I know he's been lying to me. But if he's been lying to you, I'm here to tell you, man, your voice is so needed in the world today. Your story, your message, what you have to deliver, what you have to share, the actions that you're taking, the disciplines that you're putting yourself through, the the development that you're doing, I'm telling you, we need it. We need it. Two days ago, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine this kid has been part of my life for a really long time you see right after i had that season where i was was um homeless i got this job for a company called 2020 companies and 2020 companies it was amazing they uh they gave me a a a business credit card which was cool right (laughs) they gave me that they gave me a laptop they gave me a ticket to new york city first time i ever went there And they sent me on the road. I was traveling around opening sales offices for 2020 companies. So my job was to go in and to find a building, rent it out, uh, put some motivational posters on the wall, put in a fax machine. That's right. We have fax machines, put in a fax machine, put in a phone and set the place up. And then I would hand the keys over to a GM and then he would go out and recruit a bunch of people. And then those people would go out knocking door to door. And they'd knock on uh, you know, they would they would they would knock on Yvette's door and then they'd go knock on Gina's door, and then they go knock on Ramon's door, they go knock on Jeff Moffat's door, and they'd say, Hey, you can now bundle your cable, your T V and your internet with something called fiber optics, right? And so it was my job to set it up, and then once it was set up, I'd move to the next place, and to the next place, and to the next place. And so they had me moving all over the place and at one point, I was in Buffalo, New York, which I don't, I don't know about y'all. I don't know how y'all feel about Buffalo. Buffalo was an, an interesting stay. I was ready to go. <laughs> when I was in Buffalo, I was ready to go. I don't know if you all y'all have ever been up there, but I was sitting in Buffalo and I got an email that said you need to go to Lexington, Kentucky, and I was like Lexington, Kentucky, like what? where is lexington kentucky what what is lexington kentucky so i like look it up you know and all it says about lexington kentucky is they got horses they got bourbon and they got basketball right That's it horses bourbon and basketball i'm like okay well i like to bet the ponies i could drink some bourbon i like to play basketball so this might be okay right so i drove down from buffalo 12 hour drive drove down to lexington and when i got into lexington it was really interesting uh, everywhere I look. So I'm, I'm a car guy, right? I come from the auto industry. I've been in the auto industry 24 years now. And one of the things that you do in the auto industry is you look at license plate frames. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like you look at the, 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 the little frame around people's license plates on their cars so you can see where they bought their car from, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Does anybody have a license plate frame
3: on oh, the car yeah. right now? Yes, 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 yes.
0: Okay, good, good, good. What does yours say? What does yours say, auto Ramon? Auto Nation. Okay, Auto Nation. What does your say, Ramon?
4: I'm too I, I can't even tell you, Glenn. Not not with auto guys on the on the line here. I can't tell you. I can't do that, Glenn. I can't tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does <laughs> yours say, Tara? What is your Terry? Yeah, you it says
3: yours talk?
0: to discover. Ooh, I love that. I love that. All right. Anybody else got got a license plate frame on there? Right, license plate frame. Butler Lexus. Butler Lexus. Okay. Okay, girl. I see you,
3: Lexus. Okay. Okay.
0: Right. So I'm in Lexington. I'm looking at the license plate frames and uh, that's just something you do because that tells you, if you look at the license plate frame, it tells you who the best dealership is in town, right? Because you see, if you see tons of the same license plate frames, you know that that's the best dealership in town. And so I'm looking at all the license plates and all the license plates kept saying, uh, Glenn Nissan Glen uh, uh, Glenn Mitsubishi, Glenn Dodge, right? I was like, dang, Glenn, Glenn with two ends." right Glen 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 Glenn, Glenn, Glenn everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I was like, wow, this is this is kind of cool, right? maybe this is a sign. anybody ever do that? You're like, maybe this is a sign. <laughs> So I was like, there it is. So then I was sitting at a street light and I looked to my right and there was a catering truck, a big old catering truck. And it said Lundy's Catering right there on the side of the truck. Lundy's Catering. So there was a car in front of me with license plate frames that Glenn Nissan. And then to my right, it said Lundy's Catering. So it was like Glenn Lundy, Glenn Lundy, Glenn Lundy. I was like, okay, maybe this is a sign, right? Maybe this is a sign. So while I was in Lexington, I put together the sales office. I started doing a little bit of research on cost of living, so on and so forth. And I would also always go to every town that I was in. I would always go to Outback and Buffalo Wild Wings. Those were my two restaurants I like to eat at, right? And I liked those restaurants because I would always sit at the bar and I would always meet cool people. I was always able to make relationships out of Buffalo Wild Wings, those are my people, and Outback, those are my people. Does anybody else resonate with that? Any of y'all outback or Buffalo Wild Wings? People?
4: Yum. Buffalo wings all day.
0: Okay. A Team lot of out of back. See? Okay, good, good. Anybody else? Any of the rest of y'all? Wings. Just a couple. Okay. So, wings. so, if, so there's only if, four if of you uh, that Glenn,
4: are. Going to sorry sorry, Glenn, if I'm honest. Out I'm back still, for sure. I'm still in the back channel talking about cake, actually. But <laughs> I <continue>. Please, please. <laughs>
0: I love it, I love it, I love it. All right, right? So I go to these places, Buffalo Wild out back. and while I was at uh, uh, Outback one night, sitting at the bar, I met this dude named Aaron, This dude, and uh, I met Aaron, and we, we hit it off. He was a local, and he, uh, he was like, hey man, let's go out, we go to this club, we go chase some girls, we can do this, we can do that. And so him and I hung out for like the whole two weeks that I was in Lexington making this sales office, and then, I ended up leaving after the sales office is done. I go back to San Diego, California, and in San Diego, I get a phone call a couple months later, and it was Aaron. He said, "What are you doing with your life, Glenn?" I said, "Bro, to be honest, I ain't doing nothing with my life. Like nothing. I'm not moving anywhere. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing." He's like, "Bro, I need a roommate. You should move to Kentucky. Like let's let's do it. You can be my roommate, right?" And so I had fifteen hundred dollars cash. I had a suitcase full of clothes, I had an airline ticket, and I knew one dude in Lexington, Kentucky, and I jumped on a plane, landed here, when I landed here, I was wearing the Tennessee sweatshirt, which, just so y'all know, do not wear a Tennessee sweatshirt in Kentucky, okay, it's just, you're just not allowed, the bright orange, it doesn't go well. (laughs) Yes, I landed I landed at the airport with an orange Tennessee sweatshirt on it. The first thing somebody said to me in this state, he said, boy, you got a lot of nerve wearing that around here. <laughs> I said, oh, hell no. What did I do? Right? What did I do? But I moved to Kentucky. Aaron ultimately picked me up after two hours waiting at the airport. And started my life here with him as my roommate. And we did life together, and we've been doing life together ever since. Now, two days ago, I was on the phone with him. And we got to talk in about, uh, I just got a, a sump pump put in my basement, and he does a bunch of uh, home repair type work. So we were talking about him fixing the drywall, and the conversation kind of started to spin off a little bit, and we started to talk about technology and life with children and how things are just moving so fast right now and NFTs and cryptos and don't understand this and that and our businesses and so on and so forth. We just started having like this conversation and as the conversation progressed, I told them that I saw a video of Logan Paul on a $700 million yacht with Jeff Bezos any of y'all see that video? Anybody? 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 No? Okay. So there's a video.
4: That's the one where Jeff Bezos was shirtless or something like that? Maybe? Is that the one?
0: No, I didn't see him.
4: I didn't see oh, him. I see. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, so Logan Paul jumps on a helicopter with a bunch of his friends, flies out into the middle of the ocean, lands on Jeff Bezos's $700 million yacht. This thing's like the size of a, of a cruise ship, but not as tall. Right? And there's video of Logan jumping off of the fourth floor of the, of the yacht into the ocean. And, you know, then they jump back in the, in the helicopter and they go to Dubai and all this stuff. Right. It's wild. It's wild. Right. And so I was telling Aaron about that video and I said, Aaron, what, what what's really spectacular to me, man, is, you know, the $700 million yacht thing is one thing and Logan Paul and all of his success. That's one thing I said, but do you realize somebody, Made and sold that $700 million yacht. And I guarantee you, they didn't just make and sell one. Nobody ever went into business and said, oh, well, I, 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 I'm, we're going to make one and sell to one customer, right? Like, no, there must be a market for $700 million yachts. There has to be a market for it. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. And so we got to talking about that and I was fascinated by that thought. And then I said to Aaron, I said, and bro, what's crazy is as Bezos and Logan and this whole market of $700 million yachts, we in the Breakfast with Champions group, this was the day that we were with Richard in Uganda watching these 130 orphans. Eat rice and beef, line up 130 strong for some rice and beef and a Coca Cola. That we were able to participate in making that happen by raising $1,000. Pew, pew, pew,
7: pew, pew, pew,
0: pew. $1,000, right?
3: Wow.
0: So I'm looking at the contrast. I'm looking at Bezos and Logan, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about either one of them. I know they they their life. I I don't know them personally, so I don't I don't know. I'm sure they give. I'm sure they impact. I'm sure they do all that stuff. I, at least I hope they do anyway. So I'm not I'm not speaking to that. I'm just speaking to the contrast. The contrast from the $700 million yachts, helicopters in Dubai, and so on and so forth, and then what we're able to do on this planet with just a thousand bucks. And so as I looked at that contrast, as Aaron and I looked at that contrast, Aaron said to me, he said, you know, Glenn, he said, this is why I really struggle with religion. I said, what do you mean? He said, this is why I have a hard time believing in God. He said, why would God let people suffer? Why would God let people suffer like that when there's so much money, there's so much abundance when we could, we could, we could, we could solve all the world's problems. Like why, why is there war? Why, why the violence? He's like, man, I just. I really struggle believing that there's a God in the world that we live in today. So I took a deep breath, real quick, and I said, "Aaron, uh, I said, brother, there's a uh, there's some stories in the in the Bible that I've that I've read, and from what I understand, the world was originally created to be perfect." it to be beautiful. And then at some point the the enemy, the devil, a demon came in and lied, told a lie, convinced us of a lie, and in doing so introduced sin into the world. And ever since then, There has been sin. But luckily for us, Aaron, after this ideal situation got disrupted, luckily for us came Jesus. And when he died on the cross, he died for our sins. And he gave us a way to experience that joy and that bliss that you seek. He gave us a way to experience that in the next life, eternally. I said, Aaron, the Bible specifically says that this place will never be comfortable. The Bible specifically says that there is no good without the presence of evil, that we cannot appreciate what we have for us out in front of us. We can't appreciate that without the existence of those things that you mentioned that break your heart. And then I just paused. And Aaron said to me, he said, Glenn, that makes so much sense. He said, nobody's ever said that to me before. Nobody's ever told me that before. Nobody's ever taken the time to explain, oh, there's evil in the world because of this, yet our hope is in this. He said, nobody's ever shared that with me. He said, "Dude, don't think I'm being, you know, don't think I'm being all silly or 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 whatever he goes, but honestly, he said that makes sense." He said, "Thank you so much for helping me, man." Him and his wife have been struggling a little bit because she's a spiritual person and he hasn't been. She's been wanting to go to church, he doesn't want to go to church. He's like, "Bro, that makes so much sense." So, I share this story with all of you because it doesn't take some big, massive keynote to be able to make a difference. It doesn't take a podcast that's getting hundreds of thousands of downloads to make a difference. it doesn't It doesn't take a big stage. It doesn't take a television network show it doesn't take uh, you to be all polished and cleaned up and look a certain way and sound a certain way and walk a certain way and talk a certain way it doesn't take any of that stuff you are enough you're enough your voice is enough your experiences are enough the seed that was planted in you it's enough and there are people around you right now there are people in close proximity people that you've done life with people that you've known for 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 decades there are people around you right now that are searching for hope it just needs something to grab onto man the world's been crazy and it's come down and people have lost their businesses and people have lost their loved ones and they're, they're, they're watching, they're, they're spending time in the news and they're spending time, uh, in all these different spaces, right? And they're just like, damn, man, I just need, I just need something, something to grab onto. And that something might be you, but if you're over there hiding shameful, fearful, lying to yourself or allowing yourself to be lied to. You're enough. You're enough. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Breakfast for Champions, the main breakfast club your opportunity to get a seat at the table. We created this space because I remember a time in my life. I remember a time in my life where I just would wish, like, golly, man, I wish I could just get in the room, be a fly on the wall, like listening in on the conversations from some of those that are doing those things I know I can do, that have reached some of those levels I know I could reach. And thankfully, so thankfully in my life, I've had that opportunity. I've got an incredible, incredible Rolodex. I have got incredible people in my life that are pouring into me every day. It's incredible, right? And so we created this space because I personally and those that run with me, we wanted, we wanted that for ourselves and we want that for you, right? We wanted to create a space where you can come in and have thought-provoking conversations. A space where you could come in for some motivation, for some education, for some inspiration. A space where you could come in and grab on to hope, to grow, to develop, right? So if this is your first time in the room, thank you so much for being here. If you've been here before, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. We are here Monday through Saturday from 5 a.m. till about 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. Of course, you can click that greenhouse up there at the top of the room, and that'll allow you to join the Breakfast of Champions Club, so you don't ever miss any of the rooms that we've got going on here. And what I want to do is I just want to continue to allow this conversation to flow through this space. I want to open up the mics. I should probably check with Dora Maria. Are we changing rooms?
1: We can change now, or we can change at the end. You let me know.
0: Yeah, why don't we charge it like change it like 855?
1: Okay. Okay, sweet.
0: So we can just let let this energy kind of flow through the room. Cause I'd love to hear I'd love to not be the only voice in the room, right? I want to hear from those of you that are on stage, those of you that are sharing the space. I want to talk about this this these fears and desires, right? This these emotions that can cause us to believe or feel that we're not enough that can keep us from stepping into our light and into our greatness, right? I want to talk through that today. And if there's any other piece of our conversation uh, that spurred in you, I want to hear from you. I just want to I want I want to discuss on discuss this morning. So I'm going to shut up open your mic say your name share what you got to share and uh let's keep this conversation going
1: awesome i'm gonna chime in here this is dora maria on the top of the stage and uh i we, we spoke about this this morning about like what we choose to believe right and speak into um, when it comes to our belief system and sometimes that we're so committed to that belief that we not only cease It life through it, but we also project it to other people. So when you spoke today, what really hit me, it was like, yes, a kind word just goes such a long way. A warm smile, it's free, it doesn't cost anything. And just giving that person that little bit of hope and just recognizing like, hey, human over there, human over here sees you and says hi and hope you're doing okay. And hopefully this smile uplifts you a little, or at least you see, you're see you looking at yourself being seen and that you matter, you matter. And so I just, that just really hit home for me. So I really um, appreciate that uh, on many levels. It's, uh, I, I'm a big believer of we leave people better than we find them. And if we can't leave them better than we find them, then leave them as they are, but leave people better than you find them.
6: Amen, sister, let's keep going. amen dora this is ed good morning 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 ed one thing that uh that's ringing around in my pea brain this morning is uh reflecting on your san diego stories glenn is that uh fear and faith are necessary opposites but you can't have one if you're focused on the other so in marketing, fear of loss is much more effective than than desire for gain. Uh, the same thing with our fears. We need to work on our faith. If you have faith, there is no room for fear. Uh, fear was reflecting on past Bill Hauserisms. Fear was designed for us to act, not. Become sedentary and inactive. People are putting my life to improve me or for me to help improve them. And I embrace that with joy. My name is Ed and I'm done speaking.
0: I love that. I love that, Ed. I absolutely love it. Let's keep going.
5: Hey, Glenn, it's Mary Lynn. Good morning. I didn't want to go first because I get the privilege to talk so often, but um, something you said really struck with me and my word with the G100 is worthy. And I'm all around a lot of people with a lot of boats and clothes and, you know, jewels. And as I'm working towards those same goals, sometimes I feel a little uncomfortable, like maybe, you know, my my dress or my, uh, you know, makeup isn't up to par. And, but just telling me, I've, you know, as we feel, it doesn't matter. You are worthy. You have something to offer, I think, is just what I'm really coming to. Um, so thank you for that. And if you're ever in San Diego, again, let me know. My cousin is a mayor out there in Al Cahoon, and and his wife is a pastor. And I don't know. I just think maybe you could speak with them at their church or at a community center sometimes since you have such a connection there. So that's my share today, Glenn.
0: That, that would be awesome, Raylan Wilkin. Thank you for sharing. Let's keep going.
3: Well, this is Dr. Emmy, I really resonated so much with your story about the ice because it really made me think about how many of our habits that we keep every day and spend time on are really driven by our past and not our reality. I know for me, I was a refugee child and security has always been a big thing. And so daring has been something hard and uh, so I really resonated with your story. Thank you so much for that.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and for being here in the space. I appreciate you. Keep going.
3: Good morning. Uh, this, this is Tracy. Good morning, Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, Glenn and everyone. Glenn, your story is incredible. You are such an amazing storyteller. I just love how you give hope and how you inspire with your words and you know you just remind me of my grandmother who used to say all the time you just have to have a made-up mind and you had a made-up mind to change your your outcome your situation we just have to believe that all things are possible with god jeremiah twenty-nine eleven says for i know the plans that i have for you to give you hope and a future and we just have to believe that and we have to believe in ourselves and we have to believe that with God all things are possible we can do all things and trust ourselves so thank you for your light thank you for always giving hope and inspiration and thank you for pouring into us this is Tracy back to you
0: Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate you so much. I really do. Let's keep going.
2: Glenn, this is William.
0: Hello, boys. I want
2: to thank you so much. I know uh, we've hit our the 400th uh, anniversary of, or the 400th uh, uh, day or event um, and what you have shared with so many people. It was uh, really enlightening what you said this morning. And um, the rooms that we've been in here have really kind of gotten me back to where I needed to be. Um, and I say that in a sense of, I went through a period of self abandonment when I, uh, I was trying to attain something that I was missing in my life, which was a family and a wife. Um, I am a 32 year Marine Corps veteran and uh, trained thousands of men. Um, I was at the top of my game, Um, and then I went after a a life of relevance that I thought I had, but I let go of everything that um, put me in a position to lead others and to help others, and this room has really enlightened me to get me back to where I needed to be and kind of uh, fix those things that uh, my wife and I had not... uh, taken apart and 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 I didn't inspire her um, because I just wanted to please her and I let go of the things that I needed and what this room is really giving me the opportunity listening to you um, everybody sharing all the leaders um, it really again put me back where I need to be and where I was uh, I was at the, the top of the leadership level in the military where General Mattis was my boss. Um, He was my mentor. Um, But when I retired, I let all that go. And uh, now being a part of this room, it's uh, given me the opportunities to get back to where I need to be and to further advance. So thank you so much. And thank everybody for sharing. Um, I'm not done yet. And I'm going to keep going. So that's my story. Thank you so much.
0: I love it, man. Thank you so much for, for sharing. That's awesome, and I appreciate you serving. Who's next? Hi, I'm
8: jumping. Hi, Glenn. this is Mo. Oh,
4: ladies, okay. ladies first.
7: Uh, this is hi, Glenn. Thank awesome. you. Oh, you can go ahead, man who's that I can't see this is Mo uh, from the fifth row from the bottom I just have to give you your flowers brother Glenn I see you on Instagram constantly constantly you're pouring love light and all these beautiful nuggets that you share every morning so champions you are really in a good place okay so if any of you any of you ever feel you know lack in confidence or that fear that creeps in or doubtful Guess what we need to do, we just need to hang around here and soak up Brother Glenn's vibes and his wisdom words over here. So I'm so grateful to you and all the people, Dora, Maria, everybody who just constantly pose and instills confidence and hope in this space because it is needed. And always, always focusing on what we can do, as you mentioned, Glenn, about the orphans, right? So yes, let's not get distracted with what other people are doing or not doing. Just take charge. What can we do, right? What can I do? And then build a tribe and let's spread again more hope and love in this space. Thank you, Glenn. I'm very, very grateful to you and your tribe. And I yield my mic.
0: Thank you, Mo. I appreciate that. And I absolutely love your voice. Thank you for sharing this space with us. Who's that?
7: Hi, this is Natasha.
9: Um, Natasha Smith. Glenn, I want to say that was a great message that you said, as always. But I like when you said it was like an imagination. Glenn Nissan. Glenn Mitsubishi. Glenn Catering. You know, imagination is such a broad thing. And I want to say for myself and my years ago, I had the imagination Uh, my mother wanted me to become a nurse. And I was like, my imagination was being a nurse but not really until unable to uh, analyze what this would do but knowing the definition of it. So there was fear, but I made moves that created movement. And also when you said uh, about being invisible as a homeless person, but I wanna say that God sees us, all of us. And with this room, um, this strengthens that scripture of Luke one thirty seven, with, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I'm done. This is Natasha
0: Smith. Amen, Natasha. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Who's up?
8: I'll join the morning. morning. Oh, go ahead.
4: I'll wait for the ladies. Good morning. Go
8: okay i'll really quick good morning glenn good morning breakfast with champions everyone on stage and down below this is louise sending you all love first of all glenn i just want to say thank you for being born thank you for happening thank you for your contribution thank you for um what shall i say for creating and for believing in yourself and starting this because you have blessed so many lives, as you know, and if it wasn't for you, I would not have found the friends that I've made here on Clubhouse and this room with the the passion in this room, the love, the warmth, the intelligence, the, oh my gosh, this is like, it's like getting two or three PhDs um, in a year. I mean, the amount of wisdom poured in here. Uh, Thank you, Glenn, and wow like somebody said you are such an amazing storyteller you just the the passion in which you deliver um when you slow your speech down and how you speak you just draw everyone in and um it's just very touching you always move me i mean i'm just like frequently moved to tears so i thank you so much from the bottom of my heart i bless you and what a great family man you are and what a wonderful example first of all most importantly your example for christ how you reflect christ in everything you do that is absolutely absolutely you know kudos to you and um, and uh, the last thing i want to say is gosh i love your laugh glenn you just make me chuckle when you when you break out in your laughter i just go i just laugh thank you glenn god bless you this is louise i love you all i'm out
0: thank you <laughs> that's awesome you're awesome i appreciate you so much pastor jeff
4: Thank you Glenn. Hello all to the champions. And Glenn, your story is always uplifting and inspiring. As I've listened to you and your story and the title, I'd just like to share this. The beliefs that we are holding, or the beliefs that are holding us back, more than likely were written on our brains by our parents or some other person that held the pencil of impression. The thing about that is that it wasn't a pen, so it's not permanent. And as an adult, it means that we get to hold the pencil ourselves, and the pencil has an eraser. and Therefore, we can erase anything that's not serving us and rewrite it so we can be all that we can be. This is Pastor Jeff. I don't want everybody to look in the mirror today and smile at yourself. I guarantee yourself is going to smile back at you, and when you smile back at you, go out, share that smile with the rest of the world. Giving it back to you, Glenn.